Hello everyone, it's Jess. We're back today with Fork and Lens for our final episode of 2020. Uh, as we roll here into the holiday season, we thought it best to take a little break and that way we can bring you some fresh new content in 2021. But today we're gonna kinda kick it back. We're bringing the team in and we're gonna talk about the old Get A Mac campaign. And I think that even though this is delayed, if you will, <laughs> by several years, I think it's really applicable because we still see brands kind of trashing other brands and just kind of our internal team conversation about whether or not that's okay still and how to go about it. So I'm not going to tell you what we talked about. Instead, I'm going to let you kind of just tag along and listen in. So here we go. Welcome to the Fork and Lens podcast brought to you by Visco. Delish. <laughs> Welcome back, team. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hey. All right, so we're in for a lively conversation today. We are kicking it back a little bit with our creative critique, and we're going to talk about Apple's Get a Mac campaign. You know, you remember that ad campaign with the nerdy man representing the PC and the cool hip guy that was the Mac? So let's talk about this. And if you aren't familiar with what we're talking about today, the link to these segments will be in the show notes below. But let's talk about this. Why, what was the essence of this? Why did it work? Why didn't it work? Um, let's dig in. Uh, I have a question first. Has anyone seen these commercials in their daily lives before this? Before the yes, I'm old have. enough to remember this. <laughs> have, have you not, Carolina? Those were the first times I had seen that. What? what? Oh, 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 no! Oh, man, I am old. Wow. <laughs> when these came out. Yeah, what? I was about to say a joke. If you hadn't seen them, you were like in a coma. For like... <laughs> Do you know what year they came out? I don't know. I guess. Maybe I shouldn't no. be admitting this. I saw them. <laughs> I think it, I was in high school. Does that yeah. seem about right? So we won't, we, won't age, we won't age everybody here. I asked what year. I didn't say. <laughs> year? Right, Jay, Megan. <laughs> the, Tyler, do you remember them? Feels oh, like yeah, yeah. I know, no, I, I know who Justin Long is. Like, I... This was before he was famous. Yes, this was before Two, he was famous. 2006, it says, is when the, the Get a Mac campaign uh, advertised. Oh, okay. I was in college. All right. It, we're good. it ran from 2006 to 2009, three years of nonstop Get a Mac. That's why we've all seen it so much. Yeah. <laughs> it was etched in our minds forever. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it jumped his career. Yeah. 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 We, we need to tell the audience that Carolina is 14. <laughs> <laughs> He's a prodigy. All right, so where, Carolina, let's just, let's set this up right. Where were you? What were you doing in 2006? I was definitely not their target demo. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't afford a Mac. That's hilarious. All right. Never mind. That's too funny. All right, so obviously this worked for them if they ran it for three years. Yeah. So let's talk about why it worked. I think it worked for the time. And I say that because when I first watched them um, way 
previous past Megan watched them. Um, <laughs> I loved them. I thought that they were great. Um, but now when I watch them again as an adult, um, I didn't like them as much. They felt so um, exclusive, I guess, the, like they were trying to exclude a certain group of people and they were trying to make fun of that certain personality type. Um, and I don't know, maybe I just resonated with like somewhere in the middle between those two people. Um, and it almost felt like in the, at least in the first ones, that it almost felt mean. Like they, yeah. they were, they were not like, they just weren't very nice to that other personality type that they kind of manifested with this guy. But then as you watch them and you go through the relationship builds and then it becomes kind of funnier and like kind of joking around with your friends, more of that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wish they would have started there because in the beginning, I just like, it made me not like that commercial. It made me not like the product. Um, and it, it just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. I feel like it almost had like that age old, it posed the age old question of whether or not the comparison and throwing the competition under the bus sort of mentality gets you anywhere in the market. Like it, it just brought me back to that. Whereas I think especially with the advancement of social media, we've gotten so much more into this lifestyle segment of things that we're looking for genuine, authentic stories, not the, well, he said, she said, I'm better than that person kind of argument. I, I think you have to though, like Megan said, if you, if you think back to 2006 and the time when these actually ran, the, they were combating something that, that whether done right or wrong was something that was being done to them. Mm -hmm. um, in the entire marketplace, everybody would yeah. say, Oh my gosh, I run a business. There's no way I'm buying a PC. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. or sorry, there's no way I'm buying an Apple. Um, <laughs> and that, that's where, that's where that transition started to, to happen. So Apple said, okay, well, if our target audience is creatives, we're just going to focus solely on that uh, over time. They, they gained such popularity and their products became better and better that now the world's open to them more, um, on the business side. <clears throat> but I think there's still, um, I think there's still people who, who remember a campaign like this. And like Megan said, they're just like, well, they bashed everything. Then so I, I think this is where you got that big divide of like, you know, I'm an Android user, I'm an Apple user, and we're not going to, we're not even going to talk about it because or I'll fight you all day <laughs> type, type mentality. Um, but you know, I don't know. It's, they, they ended up doing Android ones too, right? Didn't, did they introduce an Android character at a certain point? I don't know why it's on. Yeah. like bug looking things. Yeah, but I mean, like these type of commercials, I, I, it just made me think. I thought they actually extended this campaign to, I don't Android then, but maybe not. Maybe I'm just yeah. I don't know, but I know that Android went because Apple was the was the bigger market. Android ended up doing the same thing. I can't remember Samsung or who. I think it was Samsung, did a very similar campaign in a, in a different style against mm -hmm. iPhone because iPhone was the biggest. I think it's so whoever whoever's the biggest thing is it, the small guy has to come up and target them a little bit. Um, I don't believe that's the way that, that marketing should be done necessarily, but I think that that's what happens sometimes. I, I remember, um, you know, I don't think it really happens that much anymore, but whenever people would stand in line for, you know, three days to get the, the newest iPhone, that I remember when uh, Galaxy, I'm pretty sure it was Galaxy, came out with that campaign. It was similar to this where there was a guy there and, and um, he walked up with his Galaxy to some of the people in line to show off all the features that his phone could do. I don't know if you remember those, but yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a very similar, you know, concept, and it was it was very tongue in cheek, just like these of like, well, I can do that. My, my phone already has that. I'm, I got it already, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, I think that there's a really delicate line with negative advertising too, um, and a lot of that is just because I don't think they age well. 
you never know where the future is going to go. Um, and the same with this, like, yeah, okay, that made sense in 2006, but then looking back at it now, um, it just feels so different. Yes. I think it did push the PC market, though, to become better. I've, you, you've watched, um, you know, PC do a lot more creative things. There's actually a lot of features now that, that I think there's, I mean, we're Mac users that, there's things that PCs do now that I, I'm like, oh man, I wish my Mac would do that. And you know, so there's all these different things, but I think it, I think it did help kind of push to, to have the divide not be so strong over, over time. So one thing that, you know, these two kind of person personas that are in the commercial kind of transcend into the unpopular versus popular kind of mentality. And I think this is maybe one of the elements that kind of transcends the time period, the 15 year age or gap that we've had since these first started airing. But, you know, everyone's a little obsessed with what is cool or what is on trend from the way we dress to the items we purchase. And how do you think that advertising in this capacity creates an impact on people from the aspect of I want to do what's on trend. I want to do what's cool. And do you think that mentality has changed over the course of the past 15 years? Yeah, I think uh, if, uh, somebody's, if somebody's like, you know, if you want to be cool, then like, you know, you guess you're thinking this is the right way. Like, this is the right way to do things. Like, this is what's going to get me to where I want to be, I guess. Mm -hmm. I think that really builds up a lot of brand loyalty. It's like once you sort of decided, like, these guys are cool, these are me, and I'm not these other guys then I think, you know, that's when, like, in these commercials, they don't even really show products. You know, it's just, like, you want to be, you don't want to be associated with this is almost more impactful than you want to be associated with this. I don't know. Like, almost the opposite, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that technique still is being used. It's almost that way. It's, like, showing what you don't want to be. Right. I feel like I see more often than trying to, like, yeah, it's, it's easier to do that than, like, try to, like, show what's cool because you can actually end up looking silly if you think you're you know it's yeah it's it's a lot more riskier to try to be the cool person as opposed to just being like the observationist who's just like now oh, look at that that one's not working <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then hope, <laughs> hope it translates into people believing yours does work then <laughs> yeah but it, it's a fine line like megan was saying because like it either way it could it may not age well just yeah depending on the circumstances but yeah i think this is why you're starting to see an, an insurgence of of lifestyle advertising and the storytelling aspect of it because i don't think brands want or have the ability to tell people what's cool anymore i think they they can just showcase it being in in a life and you can choose to to say that's my life or, or not my life and i want to have that thing in there um but i also think that when it comes to the to saying something's cool or not, it, they're, I think a lot of brands are leaving that up to the influencers. Like Carolina you know, saying, you know, you, you hit up a YouTuber and, and you, you say, Hey, can you do something with my product? And it's in their voice. It's their thing. You know, it's, it's how they're talking about it. And they can make you believe that, that there's something in there for, for their audience, you know, so they're tapping into this different type of, of communication. Um, I also, uh, just to go back to the actual piece itself, I think the whole bullying, uh, bullying situation that, you know, we've, we've been trying to combat over the last 10 years would, would totally knock this campaign down now because I, I think the idea of, of things being different has been far more embraced. Um, and 
the the idea of of like calling somebody out you know for a certain characteristic seems seems so weird right now and i think that's why megan why you had the response to it because like we're so ingrained now to think like everybody should be accepted um and they and they should be and you know how do we <laughs> how do we how do we you know run down that and still um you can't really say our product is better than that when you just you can just show it in life and it goes from there yeah, that's a really good point. And um, one of the last videos in that series on on the YouTube link um, is them at the very end, and it's a it's a Christmas pointed commercial or like a, a winter holiday commercial, and they're animated, and that to me resonates so much better than an actual like human standing in front of me, because I I relate so much to that human that when they're poking fun of them or um, they're excluding them it feels um, so much more abrasive, but then it's like suddenly you transform that into an animation and it feels a lot better, a lot softer and a lot more acceptable. Mm. Yeah, That's I interesting. Know... <clears throat> oh, go ahead, Jess. No, go ahead. I was gonna say, I, I know um, when Disney remade uh, Beauty and the Beast, there was, a, there was a, a big challenge in that, in transitioning that because um, some of the characters were not so nice to each other. They were, you know, punching and throwing and, you know, throwing them in the mud and all this, so, you know, and, whenever you translate that to, to real human beings, it, it just not have the same effect. So that's interesting what you said about, you know, the, the animation just puts you in a different state of mind. Mm -hmm. So do you think that they casted the commercial the right way? Like, do they have the right actors? Should they have animated all of them? How, like if we were to redo this campaign in today's age, what would we change? The whole thing. Yeah, I don't think it works at all anymore. <laughs> it was genius in the moment. It was great, it but was. I, don't, I don't think it works well, today. It, it really was a precursor to the influencer, though. I mean, they were just using it was just as long as an influencer. So, yeah. I mean, in that way, that was actually kind of brilliant. Um, mm -hmm. Now we just, they just wouldn't even bother. They would just, uh, they wanted people to review products. They would just have, you know, a million other ways they can do that. Yeah. You know, almost organically. They don't even need to pay people people are doing it for them pretty much, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> um, I think that and, their uh, chemistry yeah. works. Yeah, like, yeah. I think that they're, especially when they got into the point where they were kind of poking fun of each other, where they were like, oh, where the PC was like, I promise this time it's, it's going to be different. And then it went back through like the, the decades where he was like, I promise it's going to be different. It's going to be different this time. It's 100% going to be different this time. Like that chemistry really played off of each other. Um, but the whole premise of it didn't work for me personally. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 again, like, like we said before, I think, I think in the time that it ran, it was genius and it, and it served its purpose. That's why they, it, I mean, obviously it was enormously successful. Um, but I think the times have changed so much and, and back to your original or to your point, Megan, that you said about how, how, you know, the times, it doesn't feel as timely now. And when you're poking fun at, at, at other things, it just, I don't know, it can, it can change it dramatically over the years but now that it doesn't need to it doesn't need to work anymore it's it's a it's a very old campaign so i don't know how much relevance there is that to that but i don't know yeah one of the other interesting things too is um it was also sort of peak um apple products sort of being new and everyone was so amazed about how simple they looked and how they were just white you know so much white and and the art direction of the commercial really hits home that idea too. It's just sort of like they're on a white background and they're really just leaning into that like cool, you know, cool blast. Just saying like 
everything we do is so clean, so simple, you know, and it, and it, it's just part of the, the, their brand voice. Um, I thought that was a really obvious choice they made in terms of art direction. Yeah, and I, I actually remember that really taking off then because there was like an, just a huge insurgence of commercials where there's just people standing on white screens and, and pretty much everything kind of had that look to it for a while. Just the same way when, when the, the iPhone came out and they had the, the little, the little apps and every, every icon on the planet looked like a little app icon. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. <laughs> they even did a really good job of that even through wardrobe and you know, the haircuts and the glasses and all those different things. Like the PC guy came out feeling so cluttered and then, you know, Justin Long standing there and he's just like simple jeans, t-shirt, no big deal. Yeah. But All right. So how could we translate this into something that, you know, can inspire someone within the food industry today? I think personification is good. Um, I like that. I dig that. Yeah. Um, you know, especially if you can be creative and witty and intelligent with it, you know, you can go a long way with that. Um, But I I do think that now kind of bringing in negativity might not be the best move, at least with food and beverage, because, you know, one person isn't going to just be married to one type of food or one type of drink. They're going to try all of them. You just have to kind of prove that yours is a little bit better. Yeah. But I do believe that they did a lot of research to find out exactly who they needed to talk to and, and really hone in on their, on the audience that, that they needed to reach. And I, I think that's a big point in today's world is there's so much noise out there and you need to know exactly who you're talking to and, and, and severely <laughs> push that content directly to them. Um, I, I think Megan, you had said earlier that they, you know, they spoke so, so dramatically to that one audience, but at the, at that time, that's, that's who they needed to speak to. So I think that's a note whether we like the campaign now or not, it's a note for brands to, to don't be afraid to, to target one audience that's going to get you further and, and get you more recognition. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that do one thing and do one thing really well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jack of all trades, for... master of none. Yeah. Go ahead, Jay. I can see this working for the current sparkling water battles that are happening. This, yeah. this could work. <laughs> <laughs> I can see some funny like Poire versus Bubbly. Huh. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think even though in today's age we're so against bullying, but I think it could work if it's like a product that we all genuinely know is bad. Like if it was, yeah, yeah. like you yeah, said, like the like... seltzer, like somebody representing seltzer water, somebody representing soda. Like I could see that possibly working. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you could offend the larger people population. There's always somebody you can offend. And <laughs> yeah, but, it's almost uh, like your bullying has to be so niche that it right. almost isn't bullying anymore. It's almost just like inside jokes I'm a, you know what I mean this, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess there's this fine line between something that we're all on board with that's still you know kind of cutting but at the end of the day no one's actually offended which I think you could get there I mean you're right I think like I think you could do that with water and soda in a way that wouldn't make people who drink soda feel horrible about themselves but <laughs> I think so too especially if, <laughs> if you can be like I don't know a little bit self-deprecating like you can make fun of yourself you know if it's so soda water is just trying so hard to be to be soda but it will never be soda but technically he's better on the inside i think you're always going to have you know products compared to products and and i don't think that that has to be so negative um 
but I think it, I think in this particular campaign, it, it really came down to the fact that it was two people talking to each other. Like it, it was, they were trying to give it a, a, a personality and that's what makes it feel so bully ish right now. I mean, I recently saw a, a commercial. It was, it was hilarious. Um, it was for a soap company, like an all natural soap company. And they, they were hardcore targeting old spice because <laughs> they had, they had a, a thing of, of, uh, all these different si bottles on a table. And they were red and, and blue and they just said soap on them, but they had, they had the little sailboat <laughs> and, and, and then he, he, you know, he, he took them and, and swiped them away from the table because they were talking about their all natural products. So, I mean, obviously these things still happen today. And I, I, you know, remember that just from a couple of days ago and it, it, it just was, it was funny and I don't know, <laughs> but you have to be in on the joke a little bit. You have to know, to know that brand and, and maybe agree with the, with the things that are in that product versus the one they're trying to sell. Mm -hmm. I think you could you could team someone out team someone up against themselves even like sort of the the whole sort of what I think I look like but what I actually look like sort mm -hmm. of meme type thing would be kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, I think like subjective versus objective too. Like if you're making fun of things that are objective, then that's great because it's based in facts. But if you base it off of you know if you're trying to make something funny because of subjective matter, then it's kind of feels a little too personal maybe. Like mm -hmm. oh. I'm kind of a nerd, so that affects me. But if you're laughing about it because Macs are cluttered, or I'm sorry, PCs are cluttered, then that makes you know more sense, I guess. That's yeah. I know a few designers in the room that can make a Mac pretty cluttered. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would be limited to designers, yeah. creatives in general. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm tired. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I think we will call it quits for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care. See ya. See ya. Bye. <laughs>